Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is a Heart and Hand production. episode of the crow pod god damn it i did do it it wouldn't be the same listeners wouldn't yeah listeners wouldn't wouldn't appreciate the start of a crow pod that your voice i I, I mean you know i have i was at two concerts this weekend i'm still not recovered from so hey david's here hi david hi everyone Nice to be here. I haven't been at a concert. In fact, just today got the news that a concert I was going to in September has been put back a full year again, which means that tickets that I bought in 2019, I will now, if I'm still alive, see the gig in 2022. I can't believe you need to wait this long to see Miley Cyrus, but okay. (laughs) You might might laugh, but I I was slagging off Stevie. You know Stevie Clifford from Four Lads in a Dream? Yeah. Um, St- Stevie is genuinely a massive Spice Girls fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, uh, no irony, right? No, yeah. you know, he, he's not being postmodern or anything. He just genuinely loves the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, you know, being a music snob, I was slagging him off until my wife pointed out, she said, What are your three favourite songs of all time? And I went, Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper, Video Killed the Radio Star by Buggles, and Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne. And she just walked away in triumph. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, it's funny, Todd, you you want to make the, uh, the Miley Cyrus joke, but somebody might be worried about a Hannah Montana show. Yes. If, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for, some, some, for the kids some, up there. <laughs> somebody might be a big fan of that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, don't, we, we can't get into too much detail about potential allegations of a Scottish top footballer. We we could still just make fun of him for being a janky hair plug addicted prick. So yeah, yeah, you know, we we could, (laughs) what I love about it is how did the conversation go? It's like, right, Lee, what's your plans for this week? Well, I was going to get some pakora, um, you know, a pizza and maybe just, just sit in the house playing, playing Xbox magic. Do you want a new contract? (laughs) <laughs> an absolutely bizarre you know, chain uh, of events it's it, it, oh man the behanter yields are really in full flow yeah. now well, um, are they getting a bung on their own bug from john hickey is that how that one's working see, i don't know how that works. see see once you're locked in as we know to the banter yields it's like a vortex it's, it's like swirling down a plug hole there's nothing you can do to fight it it just you've, you've just got to wait until you're taken through the system mm-hmm. once they've once the banter yields grab you 
then forget it. And and we took God did we try to get out of it. <laughs> I mean we right. tried. <laughs> if if and, you if you think it's bad now, wait oh. until Big Ange gets his first loss. Oh, oh man, it's it's just going to like get popcorn, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, get hot dogs to put on the fire. Yeah, See, they, will we... the team quit on him before full time, or are they going to quit right at full time, <laughs> or do they quit at half time? You, and you have not, you have not been listening. No, they do not quit. They they party, they celebrate at full time. Mm-hmm. Oh, them. that's right. Right, you know. <laughs> If we do, you, you know, see, but here's the like Griffiths, sorry, allegedly should have embraced that kind of mindset when this girl like 19 times was trying to be like, hey, I, I don't know what you're asking me for. <laughs> yeah, um, but see if we do to them on August the 28th, what mm. I think we're going to do to them. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Um, let Let's just immediately all rush to the supermarkets, buy the popcorn, and settle down. Right? <laughs> we'll, we'll just, we'll, but you know, we can all meet up and um, we can all get together on on a massive worldwide Zoom just to sit and watch the reaction. But can I, can, I, can I ask a small favor while we're on top of this? Can we do to them what what you're hoping, but do it in the manner of what we did to Partick Thistle? Could Could I, we do that? No, I would. I would. I would. Chaos. Lamentations of of women. I want you know. (laughs) We. I would. I want twenty nine thousand pounds raised for a weeping. (laughs) I I want. I want the food. The the least. I mean, who didn't look at that and just see Nansery flying through the whole situation? Yeah, yeah. Um, it turns out. Right. See if you see if you find yourself in a situation where you have to say, "I am not a nonce." That's generally not. You've made <laughs> right. some choices in your life to get that. It's funny actually because when I moved in with Sally, right, um, she had a teenage daughter, my stepdaughter Lauren, right. And Lorna and I always got on. Thankfully, she never, you know, I wasn't heavy stepdad. Um, and also, she was going through that age where, because of, shall we say, my past experiences, I was maybe able to empathise a bit with her. And, you know, so for instance, when we ah. talked about drugs, I never said, don't take drugs or they'll make your foot fall off. You know, I, I'd sit there and say, well, look, if you take drugs, this is what happens. This is the good side of it but this is the negative side of it and this is and we were always able to talk maturely right but lauren would have her friends around from time to time um and they'd be all these 16 17 year old girls now don't get me wrong right some of them absolutely gorgeous however 16 and 17 year old girls are the most annoying people in the whole world if you're a middle-aged <laughs> man right so any of these dicks that say oh no i was just talking to her because she had a nice personality you're a lying bastard right <laughs> there's one reason that you do it um and and, and I, I never buy the oh well i didn't know she was 16 excuse well here here's a thing mate why don't if you're in your 30s you stick to girls that are in their 30s is that that fucking difficult well it's and really... the, thing, the thing of it is too when you get told you're going to the u21s don't try to make it a race right? that's <laughs> like, <laughs> just a batch and you know he's not the only one there, there, there was this there was a goalie, a hockey goalie over here this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so dumb shit that you shouldn't do when you're a professional athlete, right? 24-year-old hockey goalie who was playing with fireworks with his friends, drunk, and took a mortar round to the chest and died. Jesus! Yeah. Why yeah. are you playing with fireworks? You're, you're, you're a 24-year-old professional athlete Good at the man. highest level of your fucking sport. Pay someone to stand 300 yards away and shoot them off in a professional manner. If you really need fireworks in your life that bad, you yeah. can afford it. 
it's it's absolutely bizarre that that this is that this is happening but you're, you're right i wonder if it's just a case of if you are a professional sports person that things come to you too easily and human nature kicks in and you then go for stuff that's i don't know forbidden or whatever yeah. but you know like I, I was always i always went with girls of my own age or, or actually above uh, i worked at once i've never been with a, a younger person than me i've always been the youngest in the relationship which i quite like because then yeah, that, no. that, you've got you to rub those jabs in <laughs> yeah but you, you, oh so you've got the excuse for immaturity yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Just a kid, you know i mean i would I, i've not lived as long as you but so it never really was a was a, a a thing for me and i just i don't think it's a difficult thing in life to say like i always get you, you can tell see when like these dating profiles mm-hmm. and it's a guy in his 40s and he's got 25 to 44 you're like fuck off mate right <laughs> I, maybe it's just me maybe it's a dignity thing that i was just i was always so worried about being you know, called a creep or whatever. I would never have done that, and right. I, I suppose that's well. Was, uh, well it's big, you, Euros nonce who had like the younger the better in his uh, ex hamster oh. profile. Oh. See, and that's the that's the thing. As soon as people start going, this guy's a nonce. They're gonna find you. Why <laughs> did he put he put he put his real name? Yeah, his own fucking name on an ex hamster. Little name <laughs> and social insurance number. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so so speaking of keeping yourself safe while being a, a sports professional, you know those uh, tricycle motorcycles that you see driving yeah. around. It's yeah. usually for for the elderly and people with inner ear imbalances, but still want to be part of a biking gang. Like yeah. that's okay. Um, there is a huge uptick in sales uh, of these things to NBA players. Because in the collective bargaining agreement, it is stipulated that any professional player in the NBA cannot own a motorcycle because of the uh, huge risks and impacts. So as soon as these trikes came out, they're like, fucking sign me up, bud. And uh, in well, they that's go. Because, that's because Jason Williams nearly died on a motorcycle <laughs> two years into his uh, first professional contract. So, Those yep. <laughs> So, you know, if you're a, a footballer, some of the times it's it's golf, for example, because of the effect that it yeah. has on your back. You, you can play, but you're limited to like one round every so often and stuff. So it's, it's quite common. But that's exactly what I was talking about, that we need to find a loophole. We've got to find, you know, to make something dangerous. For those wondering, by the way, about Todd, um, why he sounds so far away, it was either that or he was super loud again. Todd appears to have <laughs> bought a microphone from the future. The, so the towels over the so rest of I uh, so I I did some studio upgrades and uh, because I'm doing more commercial work at home I upgraded my microphone finally and uh, oh we hang have, on we haven't we haven't fired it in yet no and so uh, part of the thing here we go let's just try this is this a little bit better is that better that sounds that sounds more like Todd okay so. <laughs> Uh, I found out that um, not not to get too inside baseball, and I don't want to destroy anyone's dreams of this podcast. We use Skype, and uh, Skype does not like new fancy high tech microphones. So I'm using my yeah, stand up microphone right now. It's like a long we time should, to to get mine kind of. Yeah, in. we should move to Zoom. We, we, you know, there's a, they're ending Skype soon, but I'm a I'm a creature of routine. Plus, it's free. You know, when people moan about, oh, the sound on it wasn't very good. Well, it's free. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, you know, don't, 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 don't complain to us. But uh, we're not letting Todd apologise. Now, it's going to, it's absolutely going to itch his brain 
mm-hmm. for you know the next hour and a half. He'll be desperate to, to break one out. But yeah. no, Shane and I <laughs> put our foot down. So it's, it's it's not your fault, Todd. You're not going to apologise to people as if that's ever you know it being his fault <laughs> ever been a factor in that decision previously. But uh, no more. I, I literally feel like I've got an itch inside of an arm cast. Yeah. It's, I, just, uh, it's like, I am right now looking for a knitting needle or just, like a wooden spoon or something. Can I just like quick, you know, you know, quickly just sorry. No, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, no. just, yeah, treat them mean, keep them keen. That's what we've always done with our life. <laughs> it's always worked. They're still here. They're still enjoying it. And that's that, that's what we're going to continue to do as as we move into into the future of podcasting when we move to Zoom. Which you will be you have never lost the dressing room. Um, <laughs> well, somebody like the manager of TFC, who after a seven-one drubbing, um, they went bye-bye. And <laughs> so I got, I got a Christmas gift early this year, so that was nice. Well, somebody asked me about, you know, a studio and one of the guys, because we're investing in a few things, which we'll, we'll let people know in a few weeks, um, you know, the kind of stuff that we've been that we've been investing in um, on the podcast. And one of the boys said, studio. And I said, it's a bit pointless. And they said, well, why is that? And I said, well, because firstly, it would need to be at my house because I'm mm-hmm. not traveling to pod with any of you. Yeah. And they said, well, and they all said, well, that's fine, but we could use it. I said, ah, that's the second problem. You would then all want to use it, which would entail you visiting my house. Yeah. So it's it's just I, I can't see a way to get this off the ground, to be honest, mm-hmm. at a heart and hand studio, because I need to live at it. Right. And then I well, don't want you to visit it. You're going to be like fucking Prince. Like there's going to be episodes and episodes of podcasts that we never hear. Yeah, (laughs) and everyone who hears them goes, "That was a fucking banger." Oh, totally. Yeah, when I die, the 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 Edgar Sessions, you know, there's going to be there's going to be lots of stuff. I want you two to take some random stuff I've said that we've cut over the years Mm -hmm. and and turn that into "Free as a Bird" the podcast. I am racist. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I like Lee Griffith. Uh, <laughs> uh, that'll be that will be the the aim of you guys over the over the years. But yeah, so so what we all been up to, Shane? It was treason day, of course, for you ungrateful colonialists. Um, right. And were you out celebrating the? I, I, I went to the Cheap Trick concert. So oh, that that's right. Rough. Yeah. Uh, you know, the thing I'll say about the Cheap Trick show is that the Jim Blossoms were better. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I, you know, I, th- I think it was it was like Trick's maybe fourth time back together playing. And then Tom uh, Peterson, of course, a bass player, had a heart attack uh, like uh, the week before they were supposed to play this wow. set. So he was in the hospital uh, with his chest cut open. And thankfully, thankfully, it's going to be OK. But um, uh, so they had uh, Robin Zanders, one of his kids, Robin Zander, because all the kids from his second marriage are named Robin Zander um, playing, playing bass and everything. So and, and boy, they, they still have this. They, I don't I think it's Rick and Robin both. They really like playing their new material way too much. Um and we and we've discussed this ad nauseum, but if you're a band of that vintage, 
you should really, really play about 85 to 90 percent of the material that people don't, came to fucking hear you for. Yeah. So would you have said that there was stiff competition? Uh, I remember going to see um, Paul McCartney a couple of years ago and he was he was quite upfront about it. He said, um, I can always tell it's a new song that we're playing. He said, because in the other ones, there's loads of camera flashes going off and loads of people videoing. He said, the new stuff, be honest, you're not interested, are you? But he said, but I am, so I'm going to play it. And that's fair enough. I I went to see the Stones in Vegas and with them, they do stick to the we know why you're here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, they stick and you get nine. You, you get the odd new one, which I think is acceptable, but nah, you're totally right. When it, nobody wants to hear your new I'm sorry, but it's just a fact. And They're yes. working overtime! Yeah. <laughs> do, do, and well, the th- it works two ways. If you want to play your new album, which has sold, you know, nine copies then charge as a fiver and play it in its entirety if, if yeah. you are charging as 150 bucks to come and see you right then you it need better to be a jukebox yeah yeah basically well and, and that they like so it was a festival right so we were there friday for again jim blossoms which they they do it right right they they do the we have one album of songs that our dead guitarist wrote and mm-hmm. we're we're pretty much just gonna play those you know um, you want? But the biggest problem was this festival had the same amount of people working, parking and concessions and just like, you know, general whatever work Friday for the Gym Blossoms as they did Sunday for Cheap Trick on the 4th of July in Rockford. Yeah. Um, yeah. So parking was a fucking hot mess. Uh, <laughs> there, there was one beer tent, like the the... It was on a baseball diamond, so they had the field split in half. Right. So on the side that we were on, there was a beer tent with two girls working uh, for you know roughly like three thousand people. So Oops. it was, yeah, it was it was a uh, the the line at one point stretched uh, all the way from the beer tent to the seating area in front of the stage, mm-hmm. um, and that really didn't stop until about halfway through the show. So it, it was it, very, very, very poorly run. Very right. poorly. But did, you know, no, hey, no. I, I I got to go to two concerts this weekend. Yeah. So, did I, did I did I ever tell you guys about taking my wife to see uh, Kiss and Journey on two separate uh, two separate Jags? No. No. Okay. So Kiss came to town. This is when we were in Toronto, and uh, the opening act was Def Leppard. Nice. <laughs> So there's Seven no way. Yeah. So uh, and I always thought, I thought it was interesting about the you know the drummer from Def Leppard did so well once he got back from Iraq. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Although yeah. Whatever, when, whatever whatever it was he stole, um, I hope he I hope he paid for once uh-huh. he paid up. Um. I uh, so I I listened to Def Leppard in high school and they are not my favorite band, but of the glam rockers, they're probably my favorite because I at least really enjoy one song photograph. If you're asking, um, and, uh, I would run into people go, Oh yeah, I'm a huge Def Leppard fan. I go, really one arm or two. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a two. So, uh, (laughs) Uh, they uh, so these these tickets came up and I like surprised my wife. It's like because Kiss is like one of her favorite bands. She loves Def Leppard as well. Um, she grew up in a small town as well, so obvi. And so uh, she's like, "And you're gonna come?" And I went, "Absolutely," because she knows I hate classic rock. 
And uh, she, but I have never seen Kiss before. You have to experience it. And truly, truly, you have to experience it. Um, and we went there and I went, OK, but I get to tweet. And she's like, okay, fine. And I believe my first tweet of the night is I'm looking around the crowd and realizing Hamilton is empty tonight. Um, there was an awful lot of uh, middle-aged white mullets uh, surrounding me. Um, and th- this was my favorite line that I heard at a uh, at, at the at one of the concession stands during a kiss because this has hit like a very specific demographic and it was a guy in line and he's yelling back at his wife they're out of chardonnay and (laughs) normally you know back in the day there would have been crystal meth being snorted off of a bowie knife uh somewhere in a parking lot but like now will the pinot grigio do so, uh, and it's, it was the best. It was, it was truly like one of the best shows you'll ever experience in your life. But then the next year, um, it was, uh, the Doobie Brothers opening for Journey. I love the Doobie Brothers still. So, still so there's, there's a fucking choke. There's a right. choke. So, so, uh, a man, like, a man who lives in, on, on the green, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were, we were this time, we were surrounded by people from Barry. Like uh, Doug and Donna from Barry, those weren't their names, but I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> we're right beside us. He's wearing his beat up white t shirt, his uh, jeans smell of weed from possibly a month ago. <laughs> and um, he's looking forward to seeing Journey because, quote, I hear that Chinese fella is quite good. Oh, um, man. <laughs> Yeah, the Korean guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, that Chinese fella, he's really rambunctious there. Um, so the Doobie Brothers come out, and Shane, I don't know if you've seen the Doobie Brothers lately. Um, it's it's been it's been a while, but yeah. Well, well, first of all, any members well, of the original Doobie family still there? <laughs> <laughs> so well, what, what, what was Michael McDonald with them or no? I don't believe so. Okay. I, I don't that, believe that, so. So that that must you must have gone at the point like because he lost his voice for a sure year. Yeah. yeah. So um so my my wife when she gets these tickets she's like oh my god we get to see Journey because if she could have a tattoo on her body another one um it would just be a hologram of the video for Don't Stop Believing like it would just be <laughs> yeah. that's her favorite jam of all time. And so she's like, okay, so the journey, this is amazing. I went, yes, of course, I will join you for journey. And she's like, and the Doobie Brothers, well, we can show up later for that. And I was like, nope, we're going. (laughs) She's like, but you don't like the Doobie Brothers. And I went, right. She's like, well, then why are we going? Because (laughs) I need to see this. And if you haven't seen the current inception of of um, of the Doobie Brothers, um, just picture wind chimes on a still day. Uh, <laughs> stage show. It was, uh, but uh, Doug and Donna from uh, from Barry. Holy shit, they were just loving it. And like, um, uh, we're. Di- I can't remember. I think they did the line. Who wants? Are, are you guys ready to rock? Like it was something along those lines. And dude beside me just went yes. <laughs> and um, uh, I just went. This is so on point. This is exactly yeah. everything that I needed to see from this. That's always the thing I find when American bands come to the UK, that 
Yeah, see that kind of they, they, you know, because we obviously like the music, that's why we've got to see them. But they'll come on stage and they'll go, "Are you guys ready to rock?" And the crowd will go, "Obviously, that's why we're fucking here." Play <laughs> the dumbasses. Pl- did I ever th- tell you about the, the the time? It's a band, and they've become quite popular. A band called First Aid Kit. Oh, okay. two sisters, yeah, uh, singing kind of Fleetwood Mackie uh, types. But uh, they were supporting yeah. a band I liked at King Tut's. Okay. Tiny, yeah, tiny yeah, little yeah. venue. Yeah. Let's go. So we went and. Yeah, moved to Arizona? Yeah, well, the two of them are kind of standing there and they're singing away. Pleasant enough, right? Um, but at one point she says, uh, right, that's, that's almost us done. And if you do it, enough. And she said, uh, no, but we'll stay on and do another song if you guys cheer loud enough. Yeah. Fucking silence. Right? <laughs> and everybody's like, ah, love, we're all fucking 30 year old men. Right? We're, we're not a primary two class. So either. Either sing the song or fuck off. And you another song, clap your hands. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't going to be like that. We weren't that type of audience, you know. We were well, there, 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 there was a great moment toward the end of the show. Like they, they do. Dream Police is the one they do right before they go to the. We're not going to play an encore break, right, you know. Right. So do Dream Police. Robin, right before it runs over, he changes into the jacket and the hat, you know, the fucking, and the, he, now he's he's obsessed with wearing the black one, so he's got like a stormtrooper thing going on, which is not a not a great look in an enlightened society, but, uh, you know, whatever. So they get done with it, and uh, they're trying to get off the stage to, you know, give the 30 seconds for the encore buildup. They get stopped by the mayor of Love's Park, which is a mm-hmm. town right outside of Rockford, to give them a key of the city. Robin is very upset because now he's been kept on the stage. The crowd's going nuts. The lights never went down and he's still in the dream police outfit when they have to play the encore. (laughs) So he was, he was not comfortable at the situation, but uh, yeah. And, And I'll tell you what too, they even played a new one in their encore set. Okay. Which I thought was massively shitty. I don't mind that. I don't. Uh, I don't mind like. I, I I do when you've already played four ones off the new album. Yeah, <laughs> that's just you get to the. Yeah, I liked New Order had a tour once that was mm-hmm. rather famously called uh, Ten Songs and No Fucking Encore Tour." <laughs> and, and you got ten songs and no fucking encore, uh-huh. um, and you, ha- you have to admire the that last, sort of honesty. The last uh, the Zeppelin tour right before Bottom died, the Cut the Waffle tour, which all the sets were like two hours, and that was it. You know? That's fair. Yeah, you know where you are with that, and that's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's the wedding present. In fact, you know, David Gedge at the beginning of every or near the end, about the the three quarter to you know eight tenths portion of the show is like we've got two more songs. We don't do encores. We'll see you at the merch table. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's that's exactly what I'm I'm after for a band. Just fucking do the song, do the hits, and then piss off. And <laughs> I remember this this was an idea I had for a festival years ago. And it came about because I was in a, a, a festival, tea in the park, mm-hmm. obviously. Yep. And um, I went, you know, the headliners weren't my cup of tea. So I went along to one of the tents and Goldfrap were on. And, oh, uh, hello. Yeah, yeah, great band. Yep. Very arresting stage presence. And two of what we would call in Scotland, Neds, came mm-hmm. in to, to stand beside me, right? And they totally well. They had the, you know, the, the, 
tracksuit trousers, mm-hmm. no top, and a hat's on. And one of them says to to the other, and that's a Neddy Nasal. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, "Who's that then?" The wee guy looks at. Basically, they had these. They were like um, lanyards you could buy mm-hmm. that had running times on them. Right. And he, he'd he'd secured one. I don't know if he bought one, but he'd secured mm-hmm. one. And he, he looked at it and he went, "Goldfrap." And his pal went, "Who's Goldfrap?" And he went, "He did that one strict machine." And he goes, "Oh, aye, that's right." And he shouts up. Oh, do the one every cunt knows and then fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and I had an idea for a festival, right? Which would be the do the one every cunt knows and then fuck off festival. Oh, dude. Where bands would come on, play the one everybody knows, and then fuck off. Uh-huh. They, they, do that, they do that in the U.S. right now. So, like, there's there's uh, venues in, in L.A., where uh, these bands who have like maybe one or two hits in the eighties will show up, do their song and fuck off. And there's like, yeah. And there's like, there's like 80 of them on the bill. So you get like flock of seagulls, then followed by icicle works, then followed by um, Baltimore. And then you get um, uh, who did the Humpty dance? Like, like all that fucking shit. Like it just like (laughs) one right after the other. Um, Without hats. Okay, so firstly, I saw them live um, uh, just recently. Actually, they not only uh, were wearing hats, but uh, also there was a woman in the band. So talking out of their asses. <laughs> that is a complete, um, complete misnomer on every yep. level. I was. Oh, and speaking of showing up, doing the songs that we know and fuck off, the opening act was uh, a local, another local Canadian concern called Images in Vogue. I don't know if you ever uh, heard of them. Um, they so the 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 side note on them is like they they fancied themselves a bit gothy techno-y, like kind of new wave goth stuff, and they truly only had one re- like the 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 lead singer kind of had not Robert uh, Smith hair exactly, but certainly Robert Smith hair adjacent. Like it wasn't that far. <laughs> picture, picture picture if Cameron and Robert Cameron from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And Robert Smith had a child. It would be this guy. Um, but the the one thing that they did have is they had uh, in on the instrumentation was Kevin Key, who was fucking right goth because he went on to do Skinny Puppy afterwards. Um, wow. Fucking massive. Yeah. So they had they had two songs um, of of renown, which were Lust for Love uh, and Call It Love. Those were there too. Um, love figuring prominently in the title. I don't know what woman broke him, but here we are. What, um, the, what the world needs now, as Burt Bacharach said, was very yes, much what this is, guy has. Is, is, <laughs> is lust for love. And uh, and yeah. So anyway, uh, they go, the opening act, the first opening act they had was just an 80s cover band that was doing. So when you know you are playing all your cards when the opening act is just throwing out cover versions of songs that everyone is kind of adjacent to. By the way, uh, the crowd, I have never seen such ill-fitting leopard prints on women in my lifetime. It was, uh, uh, if, you, if you've ever seen sausages bulging from casings, it's kind of like that. And, uh, hey, honey, it still fits. It does not still fits. Um, this so, is one of the bizarre things about modern fashion, that when I was, was growing up, working class communities, Hoorie women, you mm-hmm. know, women who put it about a bit wore right. leopard print. Mm-hmm. And 
now it's quite fashionable among mm-hmm. the younger ladies. And it just messes my mind because it's so inured into my consciousness that if I see a woman wearing leopard print, that I immediately think she's basically like an unpaid woman of the night. And <laughs> the the fact that the matter is is that that's that's no longer the case. So I'm trying to be a wee bit less judgmental, and it's difficult because I'm very judgmental. Um, and it is hard. And again, you know, we'll talk about festivals. That this is something that that I had I admired about Sally. Right? One of the things that attracted me to her was her, her positivity and how upbeat she is. And we were at a festival, and this guy starts dancing past us, and he must have been in his fifties, and he was wearing what looked like a fucking indiana jones costume right and he had one of those hats you know with like corks on it like an australian oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 he was being yeah. to obviously a wacky character and yeah. he's just this uncoordinated dancing all over the place and sally turns around to me and says look at that guy isn't that great and i said what and she went isn't that amazing look at him he's, he's dancing about there he's having a good time and he doesn't care whereas i thought he needs punching <laughs> and and it's it's interesting about how but the the problem that we have now is that it's gone the other way that rather than her um, influencing me I appear to have got to her so now I know for a fact that if we saw that Sally would turn at me and go check that cunt <laughs> <laughs> that problem it does show you that that you know love doesn't triumph so I've got bad news for the bloke from Skinny Puppy that. Yeah, well, so so this guy, everyone's like thinking like, oh, images in Vogue are going to be here. We're thinking like, yeah, it's going to be like a 20, 30 minute set. Um, and it's all gothy and stuff like that. And like, I'm, I'm picturing my head. What is this guy going to look at? Um, he literally took the stage like he just got off his shift from the call center. Um, <laughs> jeans, golf shirt, uh, sports jacket over top. Um, uh, still the round glasses. He was, he was still on point with that. Came out, did Lust for Love, uh, did some song we never heard heard of, uh, did uh, Call It Love, and then Goodnight! <laughs> <laughs> Play the songs every gunt knows and fuck off. That's the tour. Yeah, that, that was it. That is the tour. That's the one that that we desperately need to, yeah. to take place. And it'd be great, because as I say, you could get on you know, some big acts as well. But I love the idea that it already happens. All I hope, though is that whoever the organisers of those festivals in LA are, that they track down that wee guy and they pay him some sort of royalty. Because right. it was he who had come up with the idea. I was willing to steal it, but the fact See, that... I, 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 I want to do, do, like, knock it off festival. That's, right. that's what it could be. Like, as soon okay. as they start playing, like, no, 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 knock that shit yeah. off. Like, <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. No new ones. It's oh. it's interesting, like, it's funny you mention that, because um, one of the songs that Men and Without Hats played, which is one of the songs I wanted to hear that night, was this a song called Living in China. It's off their off their first album. And you know, it's really techno-y and stuff like that. And I was like, I haven't listened to these lyrics in a while. Can we still sing this one? Like, is yeah. this okay? Probably not, no. Yeah. Uh, um, I will yeah. say... That's the thing too. Um, there was a, a, a lovely little kind of like blues jazz bar, uh, or like really small and 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 quaint in Toronto called Hughes Room, and Midger came there, um, and so he would do obviously some of his solo stuff, but he also did a lot of Ultravox stuff, and I'm positive he did White China at one point by request, 
And I'm like, I could never tell. Is this actually just like, is it about politics or is it about cocaine? I really couldn't <laughs> tell. You know? In the end, there's not yes. that much. No. <laughs> you know, I, I've my theory that does come out a lot that there's a half man, half biscuit song for everything. Um, yes. They have a song where the chorus is, Mid Year Looks Like a Milk Thief. <laughs> but, oh, he, he, they, they do kind of fit into it. Well, I have uh, a bit of discomfiture in my home life at the moment and that Sally has ordered a new couch for a room. And that has meant that the old couch has had to go out. And if you've ever seen that episode of Friends where Ross is trying to move his couch, it's been exactly like that. Where oh, here, the, up the stairs. And yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah. I hear, I hear sort of, and I'm sort yeah. of, I wonder what the fuck's going on there. And I go through and just try to shove this thing out the door. And I was like, there's no way it's not going to fit through there. So she said, well, come and give me a hand. I said, I, I can't. I've got a bad Absolutely back. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she said, right, well, what am I going to do? It's not going to fit through the door. And I said, well, logically, it has to fit through the door. To have you got you to take, take the feet off and then do like the weird angle thing and like okay. cut it. L. Yeah. <laughs> I then said... Why don't we get the circular saw? Right? You mm-hmm. bought the circular saw for a reason. Oh, and you're throwing I, it out. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. what I said. So she went and did it. But it's fitting the skip better if it's cut in half. So. But yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like, this couch is cut in half. I would like a couch that is not cut in half. So it's, um, a, it's a semi sofa. So she went and, you know, she, she managed to. to, to to, you know, to destroy this couch quite quickly, which was all good. But then she turns to me and says, look at all this mess. And I said, yeah, it's terrible. You're going to be ages cleaning that. And she said, well, it was your idea, so you should help me. To which <laughs> I said, there's no fucking chance. And there, there then a tense standoff ensued, but it was more tense from her side because I just went in my room and shut the door. And my door has a lock from the inside. So just, <laughs> you know I mean? And she's like, you'll need to come out at some point because you need to go to the toilet. And I said, no, I've got an empty juice bottle. Um, <laughs> and I managed to stay in the room for six hours before I came out, by which time she'd snapped and cleaned it. Uh-huh. One to me, I feel. Spice, <laughs> spice, a wonderful thing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's not, not she got herself into it. She a decided exactly. to change the couch, yes. which I, I, yeah, I would never do. Like my couch is all beaten up, has a perfect R shape for me, and mm-hmm. Sally's always going, "You need to get rid of that couch." She's like, "Why?" She went, "Oh, you've had it for years. It's dead old." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it was an arse to get in, and I'm not getting rid of it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, so she decided, "I want a new couch." She was the one who, you know, all of this falls on her, and I don't see why I need to be involved in the process of of going yeah. in and, you know, yeah. getting involved in it. I, I don't believe that that's fair. And you know me, guys, and the listeners know me. I'm a great one for fairness. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So I just, that this offended my 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 fair play virtue. Yeah. So I brought, uh, you know, since it was the, the 4th of July weekend, Mm-hmm. I brought I brought notes from Canada so we can make fun of Todd's country. Nice. My... <laughs> the, we just celebrated our no, maybe sit down and think about it day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now don't just don't don't do that. Yeah. No, I mean, no, no, hold on. The first note is a fucking great note because I don't know I don't know if both of you guys saw, but Fraser Aird, Fraser Aird had an absolute fucking yes. ship pinger of a goddamn goal at the weekend. Mm. My God, uh, just pure. 
if you guys haven't seen the highlights, this ball cleared out. Aaron picks it up right around the midway line, takes two heavy touches. So he's about, what, 40 yards out, mm-hmm. looks up, sees the keeper, you know, maybe not as close to his line as he should be, and just unleashes an absolute thunder bastard. It's a stunner. It's a brilliant, <laughs> brilliant goal. Um, he, always seemed a good, he always seemed a good lad. Well, see, I, now I'm thinking we should bring him back strictly to hit penalties like that because we mm-hmm. need someone who can fucking do it. We were, we were all talking about this last night, weren't we, lads? We were like, God. You know, and, and it's funny, actually, because people joke, of course, about, oh, those three, I love those three words. I used to. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. now it's just like, oh, God, here we go. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it shouldn't be that fucking difficult, but it's just that you... Go on then. Ah, yeah, thought as much. Um, yeah. Is it just me as well, though, with the Euros that people seem to be missing more penalties? Are goalies getting bigger? Mm-hmm. Is that it? Well, they're, they're having way too many, so, as, as we know all too well. Left-footed players should never take a fucking penalty. Right. Unless they're called Josh Albert. Yeah, so right. Assassin Papage. That's a, mm-hmm. No one else should ever fucking yeah. do it. Um, there's been way too many left-footed penalty takers, and and they've uh, they're on like what thirty percent conversion rate or something the, like that. The <laughs> best the best tweet I saw about yep. the um about the Euros is like, can we just give the golden boot to own goal now and forget about well, it? I, I, well, I he's, don't. Uh, oh, he's so far ahead. ahead. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He can't be caught. You know, own no, goal's got it sewn up. Do you yeah. think that is there is there any interest from us in him because he seems a really good player? <laughs> um, own goal, but hey, um, you know what? How he plays against him next week. Let's see how that works. Yeah, yeah no, but uh, he's uh, I've just seen here actually as we're recording, so it's a bit of an announcement. Um, that Rangers have announced a friendly against Brighton and Hove Albion, so it's great that a key member of 55 will be able to come to Ibrox. He returns. Do we suspect that there might be a tactical injury? In the week, that <laughs> Oh, can, can we not like give him a championship ring or something? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, you know, also it means um, because of Arsenal as well. So that that'll be him and Kieran Tierney coming to visit the champions. So that's nice. Yeah, that's well, that'd be nice. great. Um, between those two matches, what we should get about eight hundred people into the stadium. While Murrayfield has uh, what sixteen thousand in it. Are, 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 yeah. you, are you are you counting staff? Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that, well, uh, that you might be right, but that'll be involving players, officials, management. I mean, know. well, I'm, I'm sorry. I've been watching, like, Wimbledon, they don't appear to have any, like, is center court not just full? England <laughs> have just given up, though. Um, Boris announced yesterday, you know, understandably, kind of like, look, we can't fucking keep doing this, right? You know, at some <laughs> point, we've got to try and get back to normal. So um, there will be pressure in Scotland, but. Uh, it won't it won't make a difference. I, I, I we've said it one year before. You know, the, the, those people, some people are having the time of their fucking lives doing this and getting to interfere in people's lives. And they're not going to stop. The other thing though is it's, it's apparently becoming a choice if you can wear a mask. But I just bought some nice new ones, so I'm going to stick with my mask even when all of it is completely gone. Because on a train, if you have a hat on, a mask, and your headphones. Nobody yeah. can penetrate that no, bubble. That's nice. yeah, yeah, it's nice. See, I am so I'm still like because I use bandanas most of the time, so I'm still mm-hmm. carrying one around. But it's yeah. yeah, I mean, it was it was an adjustment having to go back, like going to the store and not being like fuck, I left it in the car. Like yes. now I can just be like fuck, 
Oh, well, I'm just going to walk in anyway. I have been doing a lot of cheekbone acting because um, I, I've got the ball cap, the sunglasses, and the mask typically yeah. when I go into stores. So there is a lot of heavy lifting my cheekbones need to do to show that I'm a pleasant person. <laughs> I think I've got what they might call um, um, go-to-bed eyes. So <laughs> I, yeah. the, reason, the reason I know this is people look at them and go, go to bed. Nah. So uh, I think that no, you, you're right. You do like you, automatically. I might smile at someone and then go, they can't fucking see I'm smiling. Why am I even bothering my cheek muscles with this endeavour? Mm-hmm. So it became difficult to sort of non-verbal communicate, and, and in a way that's great because my non-verbal communication generally amounts to "Would you please fuck off and leave me alone?" So <laughs> uh, that now you don't even need to bother with that, but. Uh, you know me, if it was up to me, I would... See, I had a great idea for a, a, an invention, and I don't know the technical details, and that's probably what stopped me inventing it. But see, like an umbrella, right? Imagine, picture an umbrella. Okay. But but from the umbrella, when you put it up, drops a like a tube over you that's okay. completely clear plastic that's what, what watertight, mm-hmm. or like, you know, the water can't get in. That would be cool. You'd never get wet. And so you describe a condom. It's basically like, oh, no, yes. now, it's, it's would, the Leslie Nielsen shoot. Yes. Yeah, that work? It's a great idea, but unfortunately, I can't think of how I could build it, so haven't been able to yeah. turn it into to, to reality yet. But if any of you hear it and steal it, if I hear of this turning up in LA, Todd, mm-hmm. I'm going to think you're the link between great ideas coming out of Scotland and being stolen in LA. It's cut to me on Dragon's Den. It's a body condom, and for that reason, I'm out. Okay. Char- Charlie Brooker had a great idea about Dragon's Den, where he said it should be renamed Bastard's Den, purely because then the voiceover guy would have to go, the bastards are intrigued. What would the bastards <laughs> think about this proposal? Um, I would I would I would applaud that for every single episode that Kevin O'Leary shows his fucking oh, face. Fuck yeah, that. It, it. They don't have that guy. Yeah, we've, we've, we've got a different... <laughs> you, 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 you've got your own set of assholes. Yeah. Like, I think I think if I had to go in Dragon's Den and I was facing him, uh, I, I think every uh, it would take every part of my body and my lip would be bloody from not blurting out, shouldn't you be in jail for running over someone in your boat? Or was it your drunk wife? Like, which is it? When are you going to hear what Rich happened? people don't go to jails for crimes. That's not... What kind of society do you want to live in with that? would take place you know that's not why we that's not why we, we have celebrities their job although it, it could be worse you could be like poor old britney spheres and not be allowed to be a grown-up exactly. oh yeah. my god that's, what the that's fuck a, is all that about i i you know hillbillies i mean it's a it's a hillbilly family that got money from uh you know one of their uh one of their Austin. people yeah, watch watch the trailer, people from uh, Million Dollar Baby, and that's a that's a good um, that's a good refresher. I always think of them as being like Cletus's family. Katie, Starman, John, Bethany, Brittany. Uh, that's what <laughs> I, I, I always remember. Um, Moby was asked about who he preferred, um, Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera. And he said, I would say that Christina is the more talented, 
but Britney is white trash and therefore would be more fun sexually. Which, you know, is, is yes. probably more than the MTV interviewer was expecting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're thinking, you know, this guy is in touch, he's a vegan, he's an electronic yeah. artist, love, love, love. Oh yeah, she'd be a good nag, right? right? Yeah, just bang that nine times. You know, what? We, we, you know, aren't you a vegan? Sure, actually, that is a... That's a thing that you often make, isn't it? It's a connection that if somebody is a vegan, you automatically assume that they're very kind of right on and, and let's face it, boring. There's very few uh, big lie supporters who are vegan. Mm. Let's yeah, yeah. that way. Yeah, you, you, you kind of, it is a bit of a lifestyle. Too. And I, I, I love these people who just, you know, they sign up to everything when they decide they're going to do something. Right. I mean, I've always been one of these people who kind of just picks my opinion on an issue as it comes up. Right. Mm-hmm. And it must be so much the certainty involved in being, right, I don't want to eat meat, therefore I'm pro-Palestine, therefore <laughs> I, I, I think that, you know, trans people should have their balls waxed in a church if they so wish. It mm-hmm. must be so so comforting, that certainty of, you know, I don't need to think about my opinions anymore. Yeah. Uh, well... There's, my uh, my wife is currently on um, on this thing with a few friends of hers from work, where they do um, it's the intermittent fasting. Like she doesn't start eating until noon. Have you heard of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you go, noon to eight—that's when you eat, right? Um, so she she's like, uh, just so you know, I'm doing this. I'm allowed to have black coffee in the morning. That's it. I went, thank God. So at least you know my head will still be attached to my shoulders by the oh, end of the yeah. morning. That'll be great. Um, but do you know how? hard it is to guiltily use a blender quietly while you're making your own food. Like it's just like, I, I, I'm thinking I now have to bring it down to the studio so she can't hear it. Like that. They're like looking over your. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that's appalling though. She's made this decision. It goes back to, to, to couch gate that she's made this decision <laughs> made and you're having, you're having to alter your life by choice. You're not forcing her, right? You're not fretzeling her. I'm you sorry, that's just with a couch gate. My yeah, God. <laughs> you know, but, but you, she's made this choice and it's impacting on you. And I, I, I don't believe that that's fair. Quite frankly, you should say to her, no, I am going, not only am I going to eat before 12, I'm going to eat, you know, like bags of Maltesers. And I'm going to, you know. <laughs> what do you think that, of the blender? Yeah, from now on, steak in the morning. And she's like, are you going to eat that? She's like, no, I just want the smell going out. Uh, <laughs> no. Wakes me up. Wakes me up. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't, I don't really fancy. I, I mean, I don't eat before twelve, but that's because I'm not up. Right. So well, I was uh, Before I get back to my other fun Canadian story, Florida <laughs> man, Florida man. Hey. <laughs> this this is about to recombine many elements of the early new crow pod. Um, <laughs> I, I had to go back. I found this one from last week. Florida man accused of hiding drugs. <laughs> Inside body parts. What? Now. <laughs> what? Florida man tried to smuggle methamphetamine into a local jail by hiding it into a sensitive area, according to Orange County Sheriff's Office. Deputies said they were in the process of booking. <laughs> this is his listed name on the police report. Shaft Bang Adams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. If that isn't the episode title, I don't know That's what it is. The episode Continue. Title, no. Continue. Just, uh, I'm literally, I don't know if you can hear, I'm literally 
getting the pen out to write down Shaft Bang, which is today's Shaft episode. And I'm actually going to have to leave you for a bit because I'm going to go through and Shaft Bang Sally so that we can have, <laughs> so that we can have a child purely well, to call him Shaft no, I'm, Bang. I'm curious though because he has a chest tattoo that says Shaft B. Adams the third. So I'm wondering if, if that <laughs> is actually the case. Uh, the family of Shaft Bang Shaft Adams. B. Adams. Are you Adams of the Shaft Bang Adams? <laughs> I, I love the fact that he's got the, the because I you know whenever I read books about you know 19th century America it's it's always thing like you know John Q Salmon and and whatnot Shaft B. Adams, Shaft Adams. Mm-hmm. and it's Bang. Oh, that that's just so magnificent. So- where was he trying to get the crystal meth into the prison after he'd already been arrested for trying to hide cocaine in his sock? Where where did he store the crystal meth? Well, it was one area that you would think. That, oh, yeah, Steve. Uh, it, 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 it would go in. Um, he, he, he tucked, it might be a problem. He tucked it into the flap of the, uh, the tea bag over the end of the gentleman there. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he just had crystal meth rocks. Tucked into his foreskin. Did, Which, he, I don't think that they wouldn't melt there and go yeah, into his bloodstream. That would clearly enter your bloodstream very quickly. Uh, yeah, very quickly. Just really yeah. excited about this mugshot. This is weird. <laughs> this I, got told, uh, I got told years ago when I, when I used to take acid and acid you know, comes in blotting paper um, to get it in at my system quickly. I was an old traditionalist. I would just put it on my tongue like it so. Yeah. But a guy told me, he said, put it up your ass. And I was like, I'm not putting it up my ass. And he's like, no, because, Loofing you know. acid? The, out of your fucking. <laughs> well, he said, no, because, you know, the membrane and everything there, that it will go into your bloodstream quicker. I'm like, I don't need to get high that quickly. You know. <laughs> well, I'm also, quite... it's acid. You're going to be high for 14 right. hours. Not... Uh, Just think that, of what uh, you'll be shitting. Yeah. Like, that is going to be. Hey, it's look not... at that. Well, I, hey, just, I just shat a pony. His other idea <laughs> is that he would put it in his eyeball, right? And he would literally hey. put this fucking tab on his oh, eyeball. Yeah, and, and all that, again, people do that. But the only thing is you then spend 14 hours tripping with a fucking sore eye, oh, which yeah. is so not these, the condition you want to be in. These are the people that have microwave cookbooks. Like, they're just... <laughs> like, can be is like, you know, when, when you're looking at your phone and it's taking a 30th of a second... For someone to uh, to uh, to to open an app, you're just in the come on, like take a breath. Yeah, take it's like you, you really, really don't need it. It comes on in about half an hour, mate. Right? It's not a big wait. Okay, you don't yeah. need to be nah, overly concerned about. So the whole point by the way, chill. By <laughs> the way, Todd, I've just realised why he's doing these Canadian stories, and mm. can I just commend you, Mister Shane, um, because I think that uh, it, it was a an excellent act of subterfuge. However, <laughs> I'm aware that you're doing this to discredit what was literally the worst thing in the whole world. Yeah. And it took place in your country this weekend. Now, I thought that the Capitol riot might be the worst thing that we saw in America this year. Right. But I did. I did. After, after watching this thing, I, am, I, I, I did look back on January 6th and went, well, that's a shame. Yeah, but this, yeah, but this, this is appalling. I joke on here about how we should send the red coats over to 
to to take back over. But well, hey, if, if you guys want to take MLS back with you, by all fucking means. See, oh. <laughs> see if the UN passed something tonight, ordering a peacekeeping force in. Based on this, you would have no complaints. I refer, of course, to Soccer Moses. Oh. Shane, explain your nation. <laughs> I can't. Let my people I mean, come to Nashville. Let my people go. He says, I mean, it's, it's a guy go. dressed like Charlton Heston Moses yeah. with a sign that says, let my people go. Oh. <laughs> he, does, he does, let my people go. I mean, yeah. for, that, who walks, parts the crowd and walks down the aisle and then picks up a guitar and just starts playing guitar yep. in the middle of the MLS game. In the middle of the fucking game. This yeah. guy, and just in case you missed it, Dressed as Moses, yes, with yes. a sign saying "Let my people go," yes. walks down the crowd who part in something that might be considered somewhat sacrilegious, who part to let him get to a fucking guitar, which he starts <laughs> playing in the middle of the football match. And mm-hmm. and again, as I said, this is not the worst thing that happened at MLS because they were trying to roll out these new gimmicks because this is what MLS does, right? right. Everything's mm-hmm. centralized. So they were trying to roll out new gimmicks at multiple clubs. The Columbus crew, fresh off the back of going through two rebrands. Uh-huh. And, well, uh, so, no, no, no. They did a rebrand. Then they did a control Z on the rebrand. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> In the span of about 10 days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Decided the, the second the second brand was launched as all right all right yeah all right, all right. Chicago Fire is going through the same thing right now oh yeah and people yeah, are but... still going why, why why'd you change it like what you mm-hmm. why are you changing it again just go back to what it was right it's so, just utterly bizarre I mean what I've watched some MLS games they're they all right they introduced a, a goal celebration in which three people stand around on a platform. And one of them has a block of concrete under them and a jackhammer in their hand. That's right. While they're wearing while they're wearing trainers, and mm-hmm. the other two people just stand there and scream. Um. So yeah, I, I you know I I you, you could burn the whole fucking league down. I w- I wouldn't <laughs> care at all. It's so atrocious. And see, you know, I mean, David, to what you said, I thought we had the most tragic story in the world this weekend out of Canada, where a woman was killed by an aircraft while mowing the lawn. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it, oh, no. Sorry, so, so, sorry. <laughs> back up for a moment there, Sparky. <laughs> a woman was killed by a, did you say an aircraft? Aircraft, aeroplane, okay. while mowing the lawn. On a spectacularly bad luck right uh <laughs> on a tractor you're missing the yes. best part on a yes. tractor yes so she was mowing the lawn on board you know a lawn tractor mm-hmm. and while this woman was a th- another woman because of course there has to be two women involved in this there's no other way it could possibly happen uh another woman trying to learn how to land an airplane oh. didn't see her mowing the lawn on her tractor and mm. hit her yeah. Um, I, I would presume instantly killing her. I mean, <laughs> they, well, yes. They, they said they said she was taken to a nearby hospital where her death was confirmed, but I'm not sure. You know, w- when the body's cut in about 18 pieces, yeah. Typically, you don't have to. Uh, you, you don't. You don't really need right. to double check that. Way. I I just hate picturing that her last words were, "You're kidding." <laughs> 
because well, I, I, that's what I picture my last words to be. It's just going to be like, it just be, really? Oh, Slam. I always <laughs> thought I would go, I would go when an airplane hit me. No, but again, I'd be totally safe because there's no fucking way I'd be cutting the grass. So, you know, mm-hmm. this is, it's not going to happen to me, but that is terribly unfortunate. Well, well, and that, well they said too, they had to take the, the woman pilot, the one who did the hitting, and and treat her for violent nervous shock, which yes, I'm guessing when the woman's decapitated head splattered off the fucking windshield of the plane, it, yeah, that that would probably send you into a very uh, very serious uh, mental state. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I I think that it's it's liable to do that. Do you ever remember that Family Guy joke? Um, no. Where Peter <laughs> becomes uber patriotic, and. Yeah. It, it, Brian kind of pulls him up for being a redneck, basically. And Peter says, that was before 9-11. 9-11 changed everything. And Brian says, you didn't, you weren't even bothered about 9-11. And it cuts back to 9-11 and the family are sitting watching the TV and they all are in tears. And Peter walks in and sees it and goes, oh, woman pilot. And walks ah! out again. <laughs> Particular woman pilot hasn't really done a lot for sexist driving jokes, really. No, she hasn't, she hasn't quite. No. One of the things, one of the first things I assume, because I haven't done it, but one of the first things I assume they tell you at pilot school is don't hit human beings in the plane. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a that's a tricky one, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not really. Most pilots manage it. <laughs> some, some do. Yeah, there's, it's, it's, there's two or three within living memory I can think of that kind of got it wrong. But no, you're right for the most this part. This is even more of an excuse, though, for Shane not to get on a plane now, isn't it? He's going to be like, nope, no, I won't be an accessory to any any gardener's no. murder. Right. Yeah, I, I always get terrified. I mean, I think you guys saw the videos I posted on Twitter, but like where the Rockford FC field is, there's a very small airport literally across the street oh. where they do like cycling landing practice, like takeoff and landing practice. And all I'm thinking is like, here's someone who's probably never flown a plane before taking off over a football pitch where people mm-hmm. are currently sat in the ground watching the match <laughs> like what right what could Actually, possibly the, go wrong the the billy bishop airport in toronto is not that far from uh from bmo field either yeah, yeah. i have to say it, it does sound like a health and safety nightmare you know, i think that it's generally speaking in, in britain we sort of make airports of all kinds stay the fuck away from no, you got no, no, right, no, no, no. right yeah. downtown beside the tallest building in the world have that let's yeah, do yeah we God we damn. don't we're a somewhat boring nation when it comes to things like not putting airports in the middle of a housing scheme you know that that's kind of well see i love to like we build not not only do we do that we build challenging airports because there was the the downtown airport in knoxville was mm-hmm. built on an island in a river in a valley that had wind shear that could flip planes over yeah. <laughs> and they still use it mm-hmm. <laughs> like well, once okay. it's built. Let's go. Yeah, it's yeah, there. Once, once you've it. spent the money, you know, it's kind of like when you get the wrong order from a <laughs> from a takeaway place. You know, do you really want to wait another hour and a half? Nah, fuck mm. it. Just eat it. Um, so it's like gas stations in uh, housing developments. Are, are you okay with that? 
Sure. Yeah. Do you have leaky pumps? Only the leakiest. Perfect. Yes, exactly. Um, and we sell cigarettes. <laughs> well, we, we, we had a we had like an oil something some chemical plant fire here a couple weeks ago. Massive, massive fire. Burned for fucking days. You see it for miles and miles and miles away. And you know it's dropping toxic shit in people's backyards yeah. and do, doing all the stuff that you want from a good chemical fire. And then yes. the, the the county board and its infinite wisdom, uh, knowing that this company had not kept up with their fire abatement, you know, there weren't sprinklers engaged. Mm. There wasn't uh, other mechanisms by which to suppress a fire. Uh, decided that they should be in charge of cleanup. <laughs> it was like, no, 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 no. no they, they don't, very specifically, they do not get to be the one because there's gonna be like oh no we got it all that's good yeah yeah, don't yeah. worry about it like <laughs> no no you don't put them back in charge of that <laughs> oh man call, call call me mr cynic who's jumped to a conclusion here but you know all the all the stories you tell about i don't really think that the people who run your country really care about you no it's <laughs> kind of weird about that yeah, well, that that's why we have like you know apartment buildings just collapse uh, in the yeah, middle yeah. of the night. So maybe they were yeah. tired. I, and to be fair, like we've never really rebuilt New Orleans after Katrina. Mm-hmm. Like that's just still a fucking war zone. So right. we uh... again, no, in the defense <laughs> of the Bush family, how if it if it's completely fallen apart once, what's the point of rebuilding it if it's only going to exactly. happen again? So uh, well, that, that's Katrina is a hole, or I mean, New Orleans is a hole in the ground. Anyway, I mean, literally, mm-hmm. it's it's built it's built in a hole in the ground next to yeah. the ocean. Yeah. It's going to happen. What what could possibly <laughs> go wrong? Yeah, exactly. Um, my uh, my member of uh, provincial parliament that I, I moved into her riding is Dr. Marilee Fullerton, uh, and so the Ontario listeners will know her as the woman who probably killed your grandma. Um, she, uh, she was in charge of the, uh, she was the minister of long-term care homes, um, which I don't know if you followed any of the news. Uh, they did great during the pandemic. Yes. Body awesome. counts are goals. Yeah. Absolutely. She, yeah, that, fucking, that, 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 that the SMP really, really just racked them up. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, so she has since been shuffled out of that uh, position and now she's in charge of child care. Yes. So now my, my yes. post on that was great. Now she's going to murder children. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a bit like Humza uh, 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 being moved from uh, justice secretary into the uh, the health ministry. They're definitely failing upwards is, is very much a thing in politics. Um, I, as, I, as, we as, were as just discussing life. the Bush family. I mean, yes. Well, exactly. There you go. So, um, you know, Do- Donald Trump's ratings go down on The Apprentice. Next thing, he's president. It's, you know, it, it, it does seem to be. And like I said, I can't, I can't slag you too much because I live in Scotland, which doesn't even deserve the term banana republic. We're more like a sort of banana substitute, you know, <laughs> ersatz banana republic. Than <laughs> <banana>. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, let's let's do the questions. Fuck it. Uh, Andy wants to know, what's the strangest implement or tool you've taken to a match to improve your view? <laughs> I, I, I was very... Very enthused watching that yeah. video. <laughs> I thought um, for, I would for say for my those, buddy Doug. 
for those who don't know what we're talking about, last night, uh, Rangers Partick Thistle. No Rangers fans were allowed in. Some of these peculiar rules about games at the moment. Partick, actually, not all Partick Thistle fans were allowed in, or even allowed to buy tickets because you had to be a Partick Thistle season ticket holder so to buy a ticket. Yeah, basically, yeah. But but even people that Thistle had registered who buy tickets from them, you know, for every match, weren't allowed to buy a ticket either, which bizarre but um rangers there's a bit those of you who've been to Fur Hill will know that there's a bit behind it where you can kind of stand and, and see onto the pitch but thistle had put a board up to prevent people from seeing so people walked further up the hill um but there's trees on the embankment so a guy took along basically an axe and chopped down the fucking tree <laughs> so he so he could see it um Anyway, listen, they chopped down the trees for the Pope's visit and nobody complained. So uh, I, I don't know, man. James James Forrest is he's off not not yeah. your James Forrest, but the other ones no, off, no. His, <laughs> off, off off his shit about uh, the environmental impact of, uh, well, of the Ranger supporter cutting down the, the tree. The mm-hmm. one the one tree that, that went. But uh, <laughs> uh the, the only thing I can think of is that I went to a match um, when we were in the third division. Remember those fun days, lads? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. Good. Hey. By the way, your, your noises there were absolutely <laughs> perfect. Both of you. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we were playing Annan, and it was over the Christmas period. So Scott said, "Do you want to go?" I said, "Yeah." yeah why so we drove down, spent two hours from Glasgow. Um, nice wee village, and, and it's a fucking village, by the way. It's not, you know, it's tiny, and we go into this ground, which. Again, you know, it's a nice enough, we reasonably modern junior ground, basically. And we go and, and we can't fucking see, right? Because it's right. not in any way slanted. It's standing, but they don't expect this many people in. It's never happened before and it'll never happen again. So we'll stand there and we can't see. And no matter where you went, you could see a bit of the pitch, but you couldn't see the whole thing. So right. I I climbed up on the fence behind um to see and I'm kind of clinging on like a, a depressed Spider-Man to this to this fence <laughs> like you know hurting my hands as a claw in at the, at the wire and Scott kind of turns to me and says this game's on the telly why don't we just go to the pub over there I was like yeah <laughs> and, and if ever you wanted a metaphor for the utter pointlessness of that Division 3 campaign it was yeah. that Mm-hmm. I so I'm, I I, th- I think that the strangest thing I ever had to improve my my match viewing was um I, I had a pair of sandals that had um flasks built into each heel, so I I could I could take alcohol into the game at the uh, the University of Tennessee football, but because it's a dry campus at the time, they couldn't serve any beer. It was kind of like going to you know a, a Scottish football match, which I can't imagine sitting through a sporting event for that long without being able to consume alcohol. So I found <laughs> sandals. I found sandals that I could put whiskey in and bring it to the game with me. Of course me. you did. So, yeah. Why didn't you get beer noculars? <laughs> hey. Uh, let's see. Jordan Spears wants to know the funniest thing that happened at the Euros so far. Hmm. I, I the, the the stupid little Volkswagen to bring the ball. Oh my god, that feels like years ago. I know. That is that. I think that we're all just. It's one of the reasons we can't wait for the final, really, isn't it? I mm-hmm. think there'll be millions of people just turn off 
at kickoff because as soon as the game starts, you're like, I got what I needed from this match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, um, I, I, I got to say, like, I started catching up on the uh, Copa America. Um, the Euros have nothing on that. Oh, it's, uh, it's just crazy it's just, South American. I mean, it's, oh, like, it's look, so wonderful. Stereotypes exist. For a reason, sometimes mm-hmm. right, right, right. matches are fucking nuts. Uh-huh. Yes, and everybody's um, getting COVID. The fucking teams are going home with wives and hookers to a mm-hmm. fucking party, and thirty-five people are getting COVID. You got people kicking people in the face. I mean, it's just everything. It's yeah. Did you see that? Uh, actually, what I thought was brilliant about Jesus is uh, they say that Jesus saves. <laughs> the only thing he didn't save this guy a medical bill, but um, the the. What I loved about it, for those if you haven't seen it, it's on Twitter or it's on social media, just go and look it up, just uh, Hazer's red card. He runs across, leaps up in the air like Daniel in the Karate Kid, uh, and smashes this poor bastard full in the jaw, and has the fucking audacity to protest when the referee sends him <laughs> off. The guy's lying there. There are teeth in different parts of the continent for right. the kick. That's that's the shithousery. That's the shithousery. That's yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like when when Kmart Roof got sent off, he just walked off because the guy's face was ripped open eighteen different places. And to be honest, we were all kind of yeah. laughing at it four minutes right. later because fuck them. Uh, I, I, to answer Jordan's <laughs> question, I think we can all agree. Christian Erickson, that was right. Funniest no, thing, absolutely no question. I still get, they're going to win this thing. Of course, I, they are. <laughs> of course they are. We, we said it three weeks ago. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They're I, I think that the, the and by the way, Todd, you're a disgrace. I know. You know <laughs> I only said it because he's alive. He's alive at the time of recording. He's alive. Uh, it's fine. Well, it's fine. I, 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 I frankly am appalled. Um, <laughs> but, uh, shocked to my very core. But, couch. <laughs> but even so, I, I, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna to have to speak to 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 one of the, the kind of one of the upper Presbyterians, um, as we call them, and uh, we'll, we'll work out a suitable chastisement for you. Um, but uh, I think that there's been a few funny moments. First of all, the nonce guy being outed as a nonce was pretty Jesus. funny. Jesus, yeah. I mean, the least surprising thing ever. Like it's, it's, we were all like that that guy has a problem around children yeah. it's, it's, a, yeah, it's yeah. a tertiary thing i know but um i think uh, apart from that you do have to say that the smp who are you know mr oh my god rangers fans have been on the phone to each other that increases the risk of covid yeah. by 89 million percent mm-hmm. and then twenty thousand scottish you know, mainly youngsters go to London, get pissed. Fair enough, right? Come up the road. Shockingly, loads of them have got coronavirus oh, now, <laughs> and the government are like, "Well, it's hard to see where this this came from." Yeah, we, we couldn't have possibly foreseen any what fan zones. Come on. Yeah, you know, we we no idea, um, and just people that hold themselves up to be so moral, and then deal with UEFA. Yeah, yeah. it's just. You you, yeah. you honestly can't do. It. That's like saying that you're the the most disgusted guy who bought something at the slave auction. You no, don't I, get credit for it, you know. No, no, Dave, David, the Cutter World Cup hasn't started yet. We, we <laughs> still have that. I, I honestly can't wait because the fucking content we're going to get from that oh, thing. It's going to be gonna, fantastic. It's going to um, be a 
It's like blast. I, I will say this, and in all seriousness, I think the funniest thing was like watching Sweden and the Ukraine play inside a Hamden um, that looked like it was playing a Scottish Cup tie between Aloha <laughs> and yeah. It's just yeah. vacant, you know. I mean, I, honestly, just Hamden itself is one of the funniest things in the Euro so far. <laughs> it, it clearly does not belong with any of the other the the other stadiums oh. that they've used. And and also also this great tie against England, lads. All we gotta do is beat Croatia. Yeah, yeah. that that's just you know we could all I think predict that 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 was gonna happen. The other one is watching people in Scotland try to tie themselves in knots rather than saying England are quite good. You know, and it's like, well, yeah. you know, they, it's who they played, and it's basically this, and it's the the grass was cut to. It's like, guys, they're just oh the, fuck, fuck, Craig, Craig Burley was. It's ridiculous how many home games they've had. It's like, really, I'm sorry, what what tournaments have France won again? Is, is it usually when when they host them? Isn't that isn't that a pretty goddamn big advantage to the host just, nation? Yeah, I mean, it's just fucking bullshit. It's like, right, England. What you? Yes, there there are quite a few annoying English pundits, and they will be on the television, and they will be annoying. Right, the world is not going to spin off its fucking axis. Okay, yeah. just calm down. It's not <laughs> the worst thing that's going to happen to you. And quite frankly, maybe because of my politics. The idea of England winning the Euros and Rangers winning 55, the kind of people I don't like very much, I'm <laughs> not having a good time. So there is a bit of me, and I think anyone who listens to this show will know that the three of us don't do our politics based on who we hate, but it doesn't mean we can't laugh at who we hate yes. when they're miserable. Yeah, yeah, I, I will also throw out to uh, getting to the quarterfinals and sending people to play in Asia. Uh, yeah, this is pretty fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you've got to look. You've got to look. Why are we in Baku? It's, I'm sure it's nothing at all. Nothing at all to do with oil money, right? Uh, that that wouldn't even be a consideration. It's because of the the thriving indie music scene. Yes. The, 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 Sport, you know, the, sporting sporting culture. I mean, come right. on, look at look at this Grand Prix they've hosted. Uh, oh yeah, oh, so that's 2016. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I so I I had this thing where it's like, okay, so this is the Euros 2020. Here's something. Maybe pick venues where I don't need to use Google Maps to figure out where the fuck it is. <laughs> like that would be something. It was like well, there are, no direct flights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 you got four, four flights and a bus ride. And that, right. Yeah, to, to get to the to get to the game. But yes, yeah, it's, it's UEFA. And as, as Shane said, UEFA are just like the sort of, you know, the, the baby brother. They're like the cosplay evil football organization. <laughs> We've still got the big hitters to come right. in next year who are mm-hmm. really gonna they're they're gonna be watching this right now and go, You think that that's evil? <laughs> right. That's right. I mean, I mean let, let, just start from the premise. We're gonna be playing a World Cup in the winter. Like, let's just start there then in a, in, a, in a place the size of the housing estate i live in where they have now built like you know 20 20 stadiums at a cost of 800 billion and that's just the lives of migrant workers who've been killed building it you know fifa are the daddy of bastard you know organizations so you ain't seen nothing yet oh yeah God. <laughs> oh man. Uh Jack uh says this is more of a statement than a question. He wants to hear more about our dogs. Beautiful. 
My 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 dog's the best dog. So everyone thinks they have the best dog, and no one's wrong. Yeah, that's yep. spot on. I've yep. got uh, two dogs, both of whom uh, they, they are actual twins are from the same litter. Uh, Bertie, who's very small guy, I think might have been the runt of the litter, uh, and Daisy, who got all the sort of excess poundage that Bertie shouldn't, who's right. about 45 pounds of solid muscle, but she's the most <laughs> loving girl in the world. She just, and she's excited by everything like for instance this morning sally got up and she said daisy hyperventilated on the stairs as we as they were walking down the stairs because she's just like we're up this is the best thing that's ever happened and she she's just she's just so excited by it she's an absolute joy to live with but she's incredibly painful to live with because okay, that, that dog's just a cannonball to the nuts and... that's it yeah she she's yeah. and, and you'll, you'll be sitting you'll be sitting on the couch and daisy will run in and go i haven't told you i loved you for four minutes and just leap right on you so my arms and my legs are all covered in bruises but uh she's she's totally worth it but they're both staffies um which is my favorite breed of dog mm-hmm Todd, how's your dog? <laughs> uh, he learned how to use the pool all by himself, and now we don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> That's class. Yeah. He, uh, he has figured out, because we had um, uh, people over for uh, Canada Day, um, and we're just kind of sitting around, and I, I was like, you know, I was I was the host guy. It's like, okay, can I get you drinks? Let me get the, you know, get some snacks out. And all I hear is splash, <laughs> oh my God, and then splash. And what happened was he was basically showing the nine-year-old child how the pool works and just went, first of all, here's the stairs. And he just walks down the stairs, does a little swim, and then comes back, shakes it off and goes, and here's the second way, dives in and then climbs up the stairs. And my wife and I just look at each other while this is going on, going, well, we're fucked. This is done. We're Mm-hmm. No, it, it 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 never was ours to begin with. Yeah. So. Pool now. No, yeah. Um, that, the, the, the funnest thing is that he actually has like a kiddie pool that, that we got him for like the heat, and we're like, hey, do you want to go? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, honestly, like we said, hey, do you want to go in the pool? And he starts booking it for the big one. Go, not that one. And then he very puts goes in and he reluctantly splashes around and. Like, yeah, I'm not going in that. That's that's similarly actually on getting human things um our dog get the dinner at five o'clock right five o'clock every day and we've noticed that they don't eat it until bedtime now and we figured out for you they're waiting for us they know they figured out that we won't eat their food yeah but Mm -hmm. they can eat ours so they they basically just wait until they're all right they're going to bed therefore there won't be any more food we can eat this muck um and that's and that's what the two of them then do and it's like, you little bastards, I don't eat your your food. Why are you always trying to eat mine? But I actually have to eat standing up. Um, anyone who, and as we've joked about before, I tend to eat takeaways, right? Or stuff that comes in bars um, right. rather than literally in bars, you know, peanuts and crisps and stuff. And now it's actually weird for me to sit down and eat something with a knife and fork because I'm so used to just eating stuff at a height that they can't reach. Because if I sit down and try to eat it, the little fuckers just jump up and grab it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, for for the first time ever, the fireworks were so bad this year that yeah. Sage was actually upset. Um, and then, of course, fucking Sunday night... Uh, Sunday night, not, not Friday, not Saturday, Sunday night, um, 
somebody around the corner who's, you know, whatever, house will remain nameless, decided to stay up launching fireworks literally until the sun came up. It was when they stopped. Oof. Um, so, and I'm, I'm a really heavy sleeper once I am asleep. But mm-hmm. between the fireworks and the dog not liking the fireworks, I I didn't fall asleep until about five thirty in the morning Monday morning. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I, uh, I I do I like fireworks, you know, plenty. But I, and I don't I'm not a dick about. No, I, I don't care. Like shoot them off, whatever. Yeah. And like if you, you know, blow your hand off, I'm gonna laugh at you. Yeah, but, but don't don't do it for like two weeks. Round no. bonfire. Right. See, they were they were really. They were very bad last year, and I thought that was going to be the worst of it because, you know, it was the first lockdown and blah, 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 and people were bored. Much, much worse this year. Far worse, because they've been going for, like, two weeks now, and then, of course, last night there were people shooting them until about 2 in the morning again. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I'm not I'm not doing the people like, oh, you're sounding like a Tim bitching about us. No, 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 no. 5 a.m. is Fucking ridiculous. No, yes. like, you're, not, you're not sounding insane. like a tip for saying, you no. know, don't shoot fireworks at 5 a.m. I think that's no. a perfect. Well, well and also, it's not like they just randomly shot one at 5 a.m. They've been right. doing it all fucking night up until yeah. that point. Yeah. So. This, is, this, this is why you should get a gun. No, no, this is exactly why I don't own guns. Ah, yes. I knew, I knew, it, was, I knew it was one of the two. I blew off a toe again. Well, it's my fault for wearing the flip flops. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I knew I knew it was one of the two. There was a reason why you didn't did or didn't have a gun. Both of them were to do with not going to jail. Yeah, the fireworks. How do your dogs handle the um uh the firework noise? Because Ernie does not he does not flinch at all. He sleeps right through it. We no, that, we that live. She she never had a problem until they're so bad this year. It finally okay. bothered her. But, Betty's fine, Daisy hates them. Yeah, we, hates. we used to be above the flight path for the Toronto Air Show. So I was walking Ab- Ernie above the flight path. That's pretty fucking impressive. So, well, we have a hover a hover house. Because <laughs> uh, this way you don't you don't pay property taxes. Sleeps above the covers. Check, four feet check, above check this, covers. <laughs> check this flash bastard. He's, he just casually drops in. He's got a pool and now he's dropped in. He's got a fucking hover house. A hover house. That's right. Uh, David, you can never underestimate the lucrative career that is the Canadian comedy industry. <laughs> well, look at how much money you're making out of this pod, Todd. I know, I know, <laughs> dimes and dimes of money. Um, so yeah, like I was walking him home, and like the, you look up, and there's like F-15 fighter planes just like zipping down the street, and uh, and he's nothing. He's just like sniffing, going, "Oh, Clark was here." Like, uh, does not phase him at all. Oh no! I mean, we're we're right in the flight path of the airport. That doesn't bother at all. Yeah. So this is the first. This is the first time I've ever seen her bothered. Yeah. So. Yet barks at the moon. Just well, that's a new thing. Eh, Just start. It's, it's there. It's there. It's, it, I don't know what it is. I don't know how it wrongs him. Like you just step outside and suddenly the fuck is he all about? And then <laughs> fucking wide old prick up there in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Um, tides. I think we should just, you know, no, we don't need to wrap this pod, but I think we should start a new one called Dogs. Yeah, we just, just, uh, just talk about our dogs. Just talk about our dogs. Yeah. Have you yeah, ever done I mean, the thing, though, when you're talking with a fellow dog owner that they tell you about their dog? 
And the first thing you do is immediately reach for your phone and start scrolling for pictures of your superior dog to show them. It's automatic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, don't, yeah, no, don't show me a picture of your dog because you're going to see mine. Like, that's yeah, it's like, instant. Yeah, your, instant. Your, your dog is, is cool in that, but, right, let's see. Look, look, look. Um, yeah. <laughs> you don't have the house space for a real dog. This is what one looks like. Yeah. Well, that, that's the good thing about having staffies. And the, the thing about, you know, Daisy that, that I love is she has just this big, you know, bundle of love, but she could take your fucking head off. And there is a bit of me that quite likes that because that's a dog. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a difference between yeah. a dog and a dog. And yeah. the thing I like about Staffies is they do all dog things. You know, they bury yeah. shit in the garden and yep. they bark and they lick their parts. And, you know, one of these fancy modern dogs. You ever seen that Simpsons episode where Bart sends away for oh, the... Oh, where he gets the collie. The, yeah. The, the... And it's like, not not yeah. Lassie, but what is it? It's, uh, that's a, that's yeah. a dog. But yeah. the Santa's mm. little helper is a dog. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, hat tip to John McLean, who somehow got his Rangers uh, Hawaiian shirt before what? I did. Despite, yeah, I know. He ordered it after me. Although, fair play to him. He is actually in Hawaii right now, so I guess he kind of deserves it. But also, fuck you, John. I, I, know, <laughs> I, know, I know I ordered it before all of you because I'm the motherfucker that found the thing. It's the most ridiculous shirt in the world. I want it. Still uh-huh. hasn't shown up. I think it's, I, I honestly can't wait till we get it. Well, till you get it, can I consider it? A we get it. It'll be a lot of pod shot. Um, and I can't wait for the pictures to go up. That will be the that will be the profile pick of the episode. Well, I was. I mean, yeah. John John sent us. Uh, he sent us pictures from Maui. <laughs> Rocking it. So lovely. Yes. Shit. Uh, Onion headline of the week. <laughs> if, if job search fails. Woman knows she can always find work as sole protector of someone else's children. <laughs> I had a friend who actually did that. She went to uh, the U.S. for as as a lot of young British women do. They they go to the U.S. for a living. No, basically, basically, you're eighteen, nineteen year old, and you know the money's rubbish, but you get free accommodation and get to live in, in the USA. Um, and I was like, but you're a fucking disaster of a human being. I mean, this <laughs> this was a girl who, like, every Monday morning, hungover, was up at the, the 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 sexual health clinic asking for a morning after pill, right? To the point where she had to start going to different ones because they were after a wee while going, no, you're not getting a fucking morning after pill. Use a condom. Um, and I was like. <laughs> How the fuck did you pass the interview? She went, oh, it's not really an interview. You just fill in a form. I'm like, a couple, obviously quite a rich couple, are mm-hmm. going to allow you to be in charge of their, you know, their most precious cargo. <laughs> they're going to import you. <laughs> yeah, they're going to import you to look after their kid. It's just, it's, it's wild. I, I, and of course, you know, what was her name? Louise Woodward. It's like, maybe... Maybe it's not a good idea to let totally unqualified people look after it. <laughs> Anybody in America, if you get an application from an L. Grippus to be a software <laughs> provider, I would duck that one. The intentions, you know, we, we, we just can't. I'm desperate to see a lot of stuff, but I bet I'm not. I'll go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Todd, you can 
Todd shit. You can find at uh, HateTVA.com. Find them on Twitter at HateTVA. Thank you, Todd. Sure, as always. And David, of course, you can find everything hard in hand at Ibrox Rocks on Twitter. Thank you, David. Pleasure, guys. Todd, just before we go, give me a tip for the the Atlee game confident. Uh, I've got the in-laws coming over today, so uh, I hope so. I hope because I do not want them leaving angry because that's how uh, parts of the lawn grow better than others. (laughs) Shane, I think we're in for an England-Italy final. Yeah, I, I got. I gotta go with that. I, 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 I hope mean, unless, uh, unless I hope Spain figure out how to score five fucking goals again, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they will concede. That that yeah. and, and you know For they'll sure. make three hundred chances, but yeah. the, the ratio is not great. <laughs> the ratio is like a David Tanner tweet ratio. Well, it's it's not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't don't forget though. This is all just a. This is all just a precursor to the uh, October 6th Nations League semifinal between Italy and Spain. So, right. you know, who, who even cares about this one? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. God damn it. All right, that'll do it. Uh, we'll, we'll see y'all next Tuesday when, when we have a champion of Europe. So, bye. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. That was a Heart and Hand production.